like being caught unaware and forgetting to ask Tony to record the intro to this podcast. So are the games of our lives. I'm sorry, Tony. Please forgive me. I still love you. And these are the games of our lives. Super Mario and Pokemon and all the games that took us to another place and made us want to keep playing all night. Welcome everybody to the Games of Our Lives podcast. My name is Bill, accompanied as always by the wonderful, fantastic Matt, aka Battleon, aka Tempest, aka. I think we're good. We got enough last time where I think we covered our bases. All right, perfect, perfect. This episode of the Games of Our Lives podcast is going to be a little different. Although, if you've been listening for a while, not going to be that different because as we do. We cover each and every Nintendo Direct that happens. No news, no game of the week. It's just Nintendo Direct, baby. And this week on the 8th, boom bap, Nintendo said, hey guys, knock knock, who's there? Oh, it's Direct season. By the way, it's a banger. It's a banger, and you're going to love it, and life is good. And yeah, that's about it. Matt, are you ready to kick this off? I I am. There's oh, There's so much to talk about. First game. They they opened up strong here. Uh, they opened up just mentioning a little game. You might have heard of it called Pikmin 4. The game that never was now is, and they showed a lot of gameplay, and they introduced Ice Pikmin. And um, I got a little bit of commentary from my sister being the, the Pikmin aficionado, and she said that every single thing that they showed was absolutely amazing with the sole exception of the design of the the captains but she said absolutely and this is from like a hardcore pikmin enthusiast who used to speed run pikmin she's like that's the only thing everything else looks absolutely amazing i mean like the captains look fine uh, i wonder if at some point maybe you're even able to like design your own captain so that's why they look a little basic but i don't know that would be cool but not only is there a new ice Pikmin, you there's also a big old puppy, big old dog Pikmin. It sort of, kind of resembles some of the enemies, only in dog form. It looks like the Gruff Dogs, only it's a Grub Dogs. May you know I've never played a Pikmin. It's game, one of those. So. I'm sure somebody will correct me down below. I think he looks. He's got some poochy energy. Oh yeah. Well, I mean they were called like regardless of whether it was Grub or Gruff, dog. So it definitely has the dog part down. And Pikmin 4 is going to be coming in July of this year. So it's right around the corner, really. Oh, man. They, and they showed off the whole, like, night mode where they have, uh, they have like, the red glowing eyes and they stomp off. Because historically, once it hits nighttime, you're done. You either lose all your Pikmin and get wrecked, or alternatively, you get everybody back in time. And that ends the day and you watch... As they like storm around at night and you fly off. It looks like in this game you get to to hang out during that sequence. Oh, I so. have never played through a Pikmin game, and this might be the first time I try. Yeah, I it, the game looks really fun. Uh, I'm excited to see more information about the game because you know I don't know if this is going to be kind of like mission based, like I think games in the past have been, or if this is gonna be a little more of an open backyard experience which i didn't realize like this one looks like it's just straight up takes place in somebody's backyard uh i feel like in the past there's almost like a could this be a post-apocalyptic situation oh if you actually play through the games like so i played the battle mode with my brother and sister i never played through yeah. the story mode but i've watched my sister play story mode because she's really good at it, even though I'm not. Sure. And the items that you collect are basically, it's sort of like a Bug Fables sort of, oh, look, look, things from their backyard, like a battery or bottle caps or whatever. It's on brand. Okay. That, that it would be like some random backyard. Like they're launching off to planets, but those planets are basically like a toy box or sandbox scale. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Hence, all the enemies are basically bugs. So, good start. Good Great start. start. And, you know what? Next up, 
after they did a little uh, a little Pikmin action, they said, hey, remember that sweet game that came out last year? Little Xenoblade Chronicles 3? Well, here's some news on the next two volumes of DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, one of which looks like it's going to be tying in some uh, info from the first two games. Yeah, that seemed interesting. I I didn't fully understand because I haven't played the first. I haven't played the games. I like I know a little bit about the characters, mostly because I felt like I needed to for Smash purposes. When I saw Shulk, I was like, "Oh, oh, let's go!" Yeah, let's that was go. A little surprising. Kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, Shulk and Rex were like, "All right, let's go. It's our time. We got this." DLC, baby. So I I don't know if they're thinking of making Xenoblade Chronicles 3 like the final game in the story or if this is just going to be like a callback to the first two games sort of thing. But either way, super interesting. I've only played the first Xenoblade Chronicles myself, but I uh, do plan on playing 2 and 3 eventually. Yeah, I think in the promotional picture that they showed for the expansion pass, you can see... It looks like the blade that um, Rex has with, like, Pyra Mithra. Yeah. So it looks like the Pyra version. And then you have uh, Shulk's, and then I don't know the name of the second protagonist, but... Rex. Oh, that was Rex? Sh- yeah, it was, like, Rex, but, like, as an adult. Okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, the blade on... The, the one on the left is Shulk. The one on the right is definitely looks like Pyra. So... After opening with these two... You know, absolute heaters. They had to cool things down a little bit. With a dance party! Samba de amigo. Party central, baby. Apparently this is not new. Not new as a franchise or not new as a game? As a franchise. I had never heard of this before. Yeah, Samba de Amigo has been around as a a franchise. I think it's like a Sega game. But it's I think it's a rhythm game, essentially. Yeah, it looked like you were using Joy-Cons to basically, um, oh, what's the name of the game where there's like, you have like a, a, basically like a digital mouse pad, like a scroll pad deal and like a a stylus. Kind of like Osu? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Um, Only you have right and left Joy-Cons and the sticks pull from like the positions on the left or right and stuff like that. That's kind of cool. It looks like it would be fun to play, but I don't know if I can invest money on fun to play possibly. Right, right. Like, if if I had a friend or neighbor who said, hey, I just bought Samba de Amigo. Do you want to try it out? Sure. Yes, absolutely. But if I had a friend who said, hey, do you want to spend $60 to play Samba de Amigo? Nope. I'm going to say probably not. That's a nope for me, dog. But that's okay, because this next game... Game of the year. Game of the year contender right here. It's a little ditty called Fashion Dreamer. Matt, what's Fashion Dreamer all about? Oh my gosh. Um, so <laughs> you become an influencer over time by leveling up your wardrobe and you can tell people if you like what they're wearing and build friendships and stuff that way. I want to meme on this game so badly, but Gianna got really excited when she saw this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold back a little bit. Now, you, on the other hand, have no need to, so you can say whatever you want. Oh, yeah, the game looks terrible. It looks bad, and everybody involved should feel bad. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's harsh. That's real harsh. Uh, it's I, I'm just not a person who is into fashion, so this game is just 100% not for me. Are you telling me that the guy who wears the Taco Bell onesie is not interested in Fashion Dreamer? I'm sorry, but... Are you trying to insinuate by saying that that wearing a Taco Bell onesie isn't high fashion? No, I'm saying that since you are high fashion, I'm just amazed that you don't want to play this game. It's because there's only one outfit that's required for me. I don't Got need it. to I don't need to come up with 74,000 different combinations of shoes, shirts, pants, and hats. All I need is a onesie and we're good to go. Fair enough. Uh, this next game that was announced, I really really want to try it. It yeah. looks really, really cool. It really does. I've never played the original game, and now I want to. Yeah, so there's a game called Dead Cells, which is kind of like a a hyper-pixelated like Metroidvania-type game that is getting 
a DLC that's called Return to Castlevania, where the Dead Cells protagonist, who is like this faceless ninja-looking dude, teams up with, is it Simon and Richter? I didn't really catch that part. It's, it's, it's just something involving the Belmonts. Right, you have the Belmonts, you're facing off against both Death and Dracula, and looks so cool. The pixel art is so, so sick for this game, and it the, the game just looks super, super cool. It just looks like a really fun Metroidvania 2D action platform adventure situation, and I mean, Dead Cells x Castlevania seems kind of like a, like a W. Yeah, match made in heaven right there. The gameplay looked amazing. Like, And it did not hurt that they chose arguably the best Castlevania song as the background music for that because you're, like, watching them whip around. He was wielding, like, a scythe and stuff. And, oh. It's one of the sickest-looking uh, games that was released at this uh, whole event. And, wow, comes out in uh, the beginning of March. Which means I have like seventy four other games. To oh my beat god! By March sixth, alrighty, dude, dude. The I looked at uh, Tyler and I looked at Steph and I was like, there is actually more game than I can play just from today, probably through the year, and I know there's going to be something by the end of the year that gets announced. I oh, I I hope that I don't miss out on this because it just looks so fun. It looks so fast paced and it's a great callback to like super metro or super castlevania and or is that castlevania 4 just looks cool um i think it's kind of both yeah a little bit of both because if you're doing anything with the belmonts plural in any capacity then you've got a little bit of everything going on there yeah because that's that's more than one gen right there all righty we're gonna move on to the next game which is called Tron Identity. And then we're going to move on to the next game. Just kidding, And then just we're going to... Honestly, that is how I feel about this. One, I have almost negative interest in Tron. I don't know why I find Tron as like a concept so boring, but I do. See, I like Tron, and I still wasn't interested. Like, I think Tron as a concept is sick. I love the idea of being an actionable program inside like a server effectively um, being able to run out your own commands as like a sentient being. I think that's really cool. I also think this looked really boring because it was like, it looked almost like a Tron visual novel. It looks like a Tron visual novel. Exactly. And that's not what I, I know. If you gave me a, like a kingdom Hearts style thing as Tron, I'd be all over that like day one. But this, I, I was just kind of sad. I was just looking at it like, I want to care about this, but don't. But then I didn't care because by the end of it, I was like, all right, there's enough to care about. And it, they didn't have to do Tron Identity so dirty because the very next thing that they announced was actually a phenomenal visual novel. Uh, yeah. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective, which basically is like a, an investigative visual novel, kind of in the same vein of like the first half of a lot of like Phoenix Wright cases. I have not played this before. It is Capcom, but I've heard that Ghost Trick Phantom Detective, which I think originally came out on the DS or the Wii. Yeah, it was something around that time. I think it was a handheld. Yeah, I think it was I think it was the DS. But I've heard nothing but incredible things about this. Yeah, I didn't know it existed. To see this game get in a remaster and, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's got to go on my list. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for your judgment call on that one. I've been waiting on on engage for my brother and sister to finish it. Yeah. So I'm gonna wait. Wait on someone else I know for this one, just because there's there's so much game to be had. Yeah. There. I mean, there really is. Uh, you know, Ghost Trick, which I would put in the same uh, camp as, you know, Phoenix Wright as Professor Layton. I would like kind of lump them all in in the same like, if you like one of these games you're probably going to enjoy playing the rest of them and you know it's been a while since i had a nice little visual novel game so may have to may have to get this i think this comes out in the summer so exciting moving on to the next game which is level 5's deca police 
this is one of the game trailers that caught me most by surprise, I think. The trailer started, and as someone who... I'm not a huge anime aesthetic person when it comes to my video games. Really? Uh, yeah, weird. Weirdly enough. Huh. So, when Deca Police, the trailer starts, you have, like, uh, basically a kid that looks like... Bead. He looks like Bead from, from Sword and Shield Pokemon. And I'm like, I don't know, he's a cop now? Do I really need to believe that? Yeah, but they they turned up like they hit the gas fast. Yeah, the the gameplay looks really cool. Uh, I know. Matt, explain a little bit to the people. See, that's the thing. I was watching it and and I was like I thought it looked cool, but I don't I don't really understand what was happening. It was almost like I couldn't separate the trailer from the gameplay. That's the one like the one thing that I have to say beyond the fact that I thought it looked really cool and I was surprised. I couldn't tell which parts were trailer and which parts were gameplay. And that either means, A, it looks really good, or B, I am oblivious. <laughs> but, but Yeah, no, I, I it's kind of... It made me feel like we were playing um, Persona. It gives me, like, Persona, but mix that with L.A. Noir Because, like, it looks like you're, like, solving crimes. Yeah, but the, the menus looked like something out of Persona. Right. Yeah. And I'm not sure what other games uh, Level 5 Studios made. Oh, I I don't know. I If I had to guess, I think they did... Um, I think they did that... What's that, like, one, like, cop game that came out oh, on shoot. the Switch? Oh, shoot. Holy cow. Hold on. Hold on. All right. I, I am going to eat some words here because at first I was like, I don't really get this. They have made some really big deal games. Okay, they made Dark Cloud, like that old school JRPG kind of style game, like legit. Professor Layton did not know that. Um, Nino Kuni. Oh, I love Nino Kuni. All right. And Yokai Watch. Okay. Okay. Those are all like very notable games. I'm looking through the list of other games. Um, they helped produce Dragon Quest Seven, White Knight Chronicles. There's a lot of Professor Layton. Uh, Inazuma 11. I don't know what that is, but there's a lot of it here. Nino Kuni. They've been doing this for a while. So they're combining Professor Layton and Nino Kuni together. Yeah, basically. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's that really is what they're doing. Yep. With a different aesthetic. This will be one of those games that I keep my eye on. Probably not a day one for me, but... Yeah, this is on the list. It seems, like, interesting and unique enough to kind of... Just see where this goes, cause I like it. I, I, I really. I thought I was gonna hate it when it, the trailer first started, but it, by the end of it, I was kind of won over. I was very, very intrigued by Deca Police. Yeah, likewise. It just was way better than I was expecting. I kind of had a similar feeling about this next one as well. Bayonetta Origins: Cereza and the Lost Demon. Genuinely didn't know what to think in the first, like, 30 seconds of the game. Because it was, like, just very picture book, almost Paper Mario-esque. But it was more like a watercolor kind of deal. Yeah, so think, like, Paper Mario, but with, like, a little bit of, what's that wolf game? Uh, Amaterasu? That's the main character in that right, game, I, yeah. Right, that's who you're talking about? That was, um, Okami, Okami. Okami, okay. That was going to drive me insane. I was talking to my sister about this a couple of months ago. I was like, I know the name of this game. <laughs> so I, the game looks interesting. It's, it's kind of like a, a 3d puzzle platformer with some light combat elements where you control two characters. You control like a big monster that attacks and you control Cereza. Who's this witch who can like stun enemies and stuff like that. It's the backstory for for backstory for Bayonetta, right? This is like a prologue. It's called Bayonetta Origins, so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's probably yeah. what it is. Yeah, is Cereza Bayonetta? I have no because I know there's multiple characters. I don't know. I genuinely I haven't played any of the Bayonetta oh, games. Yeah. Yep, Bayonetta's name is Cereza. Okay, well there we go. There you go. Yes, yeah, so this is the backstory. It's cool. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if it's sixty dollars cool. So Agreed. this one may stay on ice for me, but we'll ask Bubba. Yeah, we'll ask Bubba. Shout out Bubba. 
And uh, after after Bayo Origins, we were brought back to the familiarity, the things that we knew oh. were coming. Matt, what happened next? I I yelled at one point because I looked at Ty and Ty looked at me and we just yelled. I bet you guys popped off right here. What game happened next? So they were announcing the expansion pass for Splatoon three, and. When I heard the, like, opening Splatoon, like, OG Splatoon song, I got, like, a chill down my spine and freaked out because I played that so much. Right. And they're, you're getting Inkopolis as, um, like, an alternate to your, like, hub world. Right. And they, it's got the great Zapfish, and, oh, you have, um, the- for... It's it replace it's your hub world. It replaces the hub world. So you have like it's it's a visual thing. It's not like a gameplay thing. But right, it was um oh my gosh, it was so. But cool. it's cool that you get to spend time in Inkopolis instead of uh, whatever the I don't know what the current city's I'm, name is. I'm blanking on the name of it. But functionally, it's the same. I it's they're calling it its own wave of content, but I don't think that's really fair. No, it's it's not really content. The content is the second part, honestly. Uh, side order. Yes, I think the wave two, this side order. That's looks what I'm waiting incredible. for. Incredible. Uh, just the visuals are insane. It looks like you're underwater, which is really cool. And I Splatsville. Splatsville. Okay, that's the name. Inkopolis, Splatsville, and I'm. What's the second one? What? Wait, wasn't Splatoon two still Inkopolis? It was just you had different DJs. It was still Inkopolis, wasn't it? I think it might have still been Inkopolis. If that's the case, I legitimately can't remember what it was for two. I thought it was still Inkopolis, but I could be wrong. But they played the music from Splatoon 1, and that sent me. Like, I was full sense, like, popping off in my living room. It was absolutely uh, buck wild. They didn't have to do it like that. Literally, I looked up because Rachel and I watched it together, and I'm like, is... I'm like, are we going back to the first game? Like, what's happening here? And then, Ugh. bam. And then I'm like, I- I'm surprised they didn't announce more, like, maybe, like, some sort of, like, another big run or something like that. Yeah. I would have expected that to go with the DLC announcement. But to to kind of put a, a nice little bookend on this one, the side order, they showed almost nothing of substance other than and the it fact looks that you saw. Incredible. Right, the the like graphically speaking, it looks beautiful. Um, but that's about it because they don't show you anything beyond the fact that they're like, "Whoa, what's this elevator or escalator thing?" And then it, they do the like Splatoon super abstract weird thing that they do, like um, almost like the side trance kind of thing. And they were like, "Surprise! There's DLC," and it reminded me of the way they announced Octo expansion. Right. And I'm really pumped because every time they've done something like here's extra content for the game, it's been amazing. They have not released bad new content, period. Oh, so excited. Next up on the menu, again, these like pleasant surprises keep popping up. Uh, Disney Illusion Island, which is a kind of like a baby's first Metroidvania. See, I was thinking baby's first Hollow Knight. Which is a Metroidvania, but it had the feel of of uh, Hollow Knight. I think it almost has more uh, Ori. Yeah, I haven't played Ori, so. Uh, just like that, like how wide open a lot of the spaces are. All I know is that in Ori, it, it's really dark sometimes. And that there's like, you have to follow light and things like that and light the place back up. Uh, d- sometimes, but it's really just more about a lot of the, the platforming. But Gotcha. Either way, I mean, the game is a Disney game. It stars Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy, and they are going through these different adventures. I think up to four people can play together. Yep. Although I think the online might be couch co-op only. Or yeah. the, the, the co-op mode might be couch co-op. I don't know that they have an online co-op. Which, honestly, for a game like this seems fine. Because this is this seems like a one player plus kind of deal, you know what I mean? That's fair, that's fair. I'm, the the style that uh, these characters are in 
is there a new Mickey Mouse television show? Yeah, so there's um hi, dad here. Um they they have a bunch of different Mickey shows and yeah. this one I want to say it's like they started drawing shorts for this style like 5 6 years ago and it was popular enough that they made more of it and it has like a whole show now I or had a whole show I'm not sure if they're making more in the future or if this is just like a continuous thing I don't know but this is sort of like if Mickey was still snarky this is like the mischievous stuff like there are some really meme-tacular things that happen in this show like okay. there's there's a, a short that they have where they're having like a food truck competition kind of deal and they're sabotaging each other and it's like super mischievous like devious and i was just like i did not expect that and that is perfect for a game like this because if you were like mickey mouse clubhousing it up this would make no sense right um, so the flavor is actually super good here i i was surprised at how good this looked well i uh yeah no i'm i'm interested i i do not know if i'll end up getting this game but i think this one might be one that you may end up getting yeah i mean Gigi was excited and probably i'll probably end up playing and it if you Gigi. could i mean like if you could have your whole family playing together that'd to be play sick. this game that'd be sick that could be really, really fun. Yeah. So next up is my favorite franchise ever. You hurt me it's every a... time you do something like that, Bill. It. I honestly can't get enough of it. And it is Fire <sighs> Emblem. Uh, I am completely being facetious. I can't even hate on this one because I haven't given it... I haven't tried to play it. I, I'll hate on three houses all day because after two hours... I was having negative fun, so I stopped. It shouldn't take more than two hours for me to start enjoying a game. That's all I'm saying. Fire Emblem Engage, though, has some DLC that was announced, and they're getting at least four DLC packs, which is pretty yeah, pretty solid. I, I feel like Fire Emblem's just been getting, like... Fire Emblem fans during the Switch era have just been eating. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah. Eating well. I mean... So there was the Fire Emblem uh, uh, Warriors, and then you had Three Houses. A lot. I think Three Houses was the first one on Switch that was a whole game because right. you previously had the 3DS, but the 3DS kind of closed its library. It ended, so they moved it to that, and then they got this. I was like, I, first of all, I'm still surprised that they were like, here's a second Fire Emblem this soon. Yeah, did not expect that because Three Houses came out what three years ago. Yeah, and it, and it used to be the formula used to be one Fire Emblem game per console. Um, for the physical, like the, the 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 home consoles as opposed to handheld. Right. They would do multiple handhelds uh, that were smaller in scale, and then they would have one bigger one. But now they're doing multiple, so I don't know. But there's no 3DS you know what? now. So. I'll say this. Uh, I'll say this as. As a uh, a little bit of a fan of Super Smash Brothers, uh, I like the game. Might have played it once or twice. Uh, you know, I I often joke that half the roster is Fire Emblem games. I didn't think that would lead to the Nintendo Switch doing the same thing to its roster of games. Ignore Mario. Ignore Zelda. Let's just get more Fire Emblems up in here. Did we really need that in our lives? Uh, There are a lot of people that would say yes. You're just not one of them. I'm sorry that I was born with the curse of taste. Just kidding. This, just kidding. This debate will never end. <laughs> It'll never end. No, uh, you know what? I, it, I'm so happy for the people that are enjoying Fire Emblem because it seems like this game is really like jumping right into the hearts of a lot of people playing it. Yeah, I. This is the first Fire Emblem that I didn't immediately get excited about getting after seeing it because I thought it looked so weird. But there are so many people that love this game so much right. that I I eventually am going to have to play it. I don't know when, but um, I don't know, man. It's crazy. The arc that Fire Emblem's on, do you know, like you know that the, the series almost died, right? I mean, 
like on the 3DS or the end of the DS era, it almost died. Like Nintendo literally was like, "Here's our last shot. If this doesn't do it, it's done." It was the one that Lucina was in, um, Crom and Lucina, and the whole adding like the romance component to the game apparently made it really popular in Japan because that's just a thing that's in lots of games in Japan that they love. And then you had a bunch of people in the U.S. that were like, "Oh, this is actually awesome." And it was like on its way back up because it was it was a franchise that Nintendo was about to pull the plug on. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it was crazy, man. I mean, there's probably more to it that I'm not aware of, but I just know that overarching theme of the game was like the series was about to get like just perpetually ignored, like F zeroed. Uh, moment of silence for F Zero because I was really hoping the Switch would have an F Zero game. Yo, an F Zero in the chat, please. Yeah, Star Fox too. Like, come on, man. Star Fox, F Zero, Star Tropics. We listen. We've gotten two Star Tropics games in the last thirty years. We're not we've allowed gotten, to do. We're not allowed to get space games. I guess I don't know. We've gotten seventy-five Fire Emblem games now. Oh my God. Bill. And a mobile port, and fifty-three characters on a roster of Smash. It's. It's okay. One day you'll learn how to count. I listen. I'm rounding down. I get it. <laughs> All right. You know, what? I'm looking up how many characters are in Ultimate Nether from uh from Fire Emblem. You can talk about Harmony, the Fall of Reverie, if you would like, while I look this stat up. All right. So after Fire Emblem, we get a game from uh, the Life is Strange developers. Uh, don't nod. It's a game called Harmony, The Fall of Reverie. I'm guessing it's some sort of visual novel with what looks like to be some either time travel or multiverse travel. And they didn't really reveal too much about the game. You know, the artwork is pretty fun. And it comes out in June. So who knows? I don't know. I really, I don't even know what to expect. I haven't really played any of the Life is Strange games, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure the the Life is Strange fans are are doing backflips in joy right now. Man, Bill, are you about to? Are you about ready to eat some words here? Uh, by the way, 53 is actually 14, but oh, it's less than it's less than that. All right, what's the actual number? If you include, uh, if you include. The alts, it looks like eight or nine, depending on your counting method. Because you've got Byleth, which is two versions but one character. Oh, that's one, yeah. Then you've got, I'm just going chronologically here after the DLC, last DLC pass. Yep. Um, then you get Marth, and then Lucina as an Echo Fighter. Two so different that's, characters. That's two, they're two different, right. They are mechanically different. So that's three. Roy Roy's, is four. Krom he's our is boy. five. He's, he's an Echo Fighter, but he's different. So yep. five. Ike, we like Ike. Six. And then you get uh, Robin and Corrin. And that's, that's all of them. But, wow. But if you do the math. Why does it feel like 100, though? Because because it was – it was uh, you got new ones in, like, every game, mm. which not every series gets. And if you do the math out, there are 82 characters. That's 10% of the roster. Well, there's actually more than 82 because they count the Echoes as the same number. So, like, Samus and Dark Samus are the same. All right. It's about 10%. For example, Peach and Daisy are the same. Martha and Lucina are the same. Roy and Krom are the same. So, it's really... Like, if you count different characters, you really add, like, two or three more. I want to say there's 85 actual different characters. Right. That's almost one in ten. So... I, I get it. That is a lot, considering how many franchises are in there. But they use new characters in every generation, whereas other games often don't. Like Mario was in all the Mario games. There's no character named Fire Emblem. Uh, could have fooled me. I just assumed Fire Emblem was the main <laughs> character in the whole franchise, and he kept going around burning things with his, his little amulet of fire. All right. Anyways, on to the next news. Which is the best news. We've got... Octopath Traveler 2, baby! Coming out in uh, just a couple of weeks now. Two weeks from today, actually. But you can play the demo. But you can play the demo right now on the Nintendo Switch for free. And if I'm not mistaken, you can transfer your demo data over to your save file. 
Correct. I have not played the demo yet. It was a, a launch day availability demo. I'm not even sure what if you get to choose any of the eight characters. I don't know. I, nor do I most likely care because I I know I'm going to like this game. Right. I don't even think I'm going to play the demo. I think I'm just going to wait two weeks and then start playing it at launch because I don't think there's a demo on PlayStation and that's where I'm going to play the game. Yeah, I'm so pumped. I do like that one of the, the travelers. It, it looks like it, it takes place a little bit more in the future than where the last one did. Yeah, not by a whole lot, but by, like, enough where, like, you have a guy who's wearing a fedora. Yeah, like a little messy kind of character. So maybe like a like a 1910s, like, turn of it's the like, century. It feels like noir kind of thing. Right. Like, um... Fantasy what's the... noir. What's the um the time period like Art Deco? What was that called? There's a name for that time period. The Golden Age. It was the name given to the New Capenna Magic set. I mean, Art Deco is like the name of the movement of that style of yeah. shenanigans. Like the 1920s, you had like the flappers, and it was like people were doing prohibition and wearing trench coats and had tommy guns going like i'm part of the 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 bad boy gang we're gonna rob this bank see i assume i can't stop looking at this guy with his ridiculous smile oh yeah that guy think anything captain fedora captain fedora um but keeping it in like square enix uh we have like a weird little tribal cat child right next to him so i don't know what to expect this i love the fact that like Octopath became Bravely Default, and then Bravely Default was like, mm, we're still here. And then Octopath was like, we're also still here. But Octopath is bigger, I, th- in my heart. I don't know. It, I liked both of the is. games. Like I, I played Bravely Default, didn't play the sequel, but yeah, uh, I'm jumping into Octopath Traveler 2 day one. It's going to be Head so first. good. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, there's a lot of games where I'm like, I debate, like, should I stream it, or is this one just for me? Octopath Traveler is just for me. Oh yeah, I want to. I want to find everything in that game, and that will take a while. Absolutely. Speaking of everything, next up on our list here, what do we got, Matt? We love Katamari Reroll Plus Royal Reverie, and you can hear Madam Toadstool jumping in the background. <laughs> Listen, it's it's a Katamari remake, reroll, if you will. And for those who are unfamiliar with Katamari, Katamari is this adorable hyper Japanese game. Where that you, is a good description. <laughs> where you play as a weird little pill man who has a little ball that he can roll around, and it's so sticky that it picks up other items. And when you run out of time or collect enough items, that little ball that you rolled gets yeeted into the ether, explodes, and creates a sun. Or a yep. star, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Uh, and the music is like just hyper J-pop, you know, fun. And the game doesn't make a ton of sense, but it doesn't have to because you're just rolling around, baby. Yeah. I've never played them more than like just trying it at someone else's house, but it was fun. That's really all you need. It really is, and God, they're they're just so silly and fun. Uh, Matt, time for the most important video game of the entire uh, Nintendo Direct in my heart. I backed this game on Kickstarter. Same. I think you did too, right? I sure did. Yeah. I sure did. Sea this of is Stars. a game that it's been what three years in the making, at least. Uh, I was still living in California when I backed this. Yeah, so it's got to be. So, Sea of Stars. What is Sea of Stars, Matt? So, the creators of The Messenger decided they wanted to make a JRPG, but they wanted to make it more interactive than a traditional JRPG. So, they basically were like, what if we made a modern Mario RPG-style game where you have action commands, and we just took that formula and added in a ton of the like newer game design things that exist now that did not then like crafting systems and all this other stuff. And you control, uh, I don't want to say day and night, but you you control the time of day, I guess. 
you are the um, oh, what, there's a name that they give them for the like night and day like the characters. I'm blanking on the names for the characters right now. That like the what the type of character they are is, but <clears throat> super sick looking JRPG. The music's amazing. They got the guy who worked on Secret of Mana to contribute to the soundtrack, which is, if you don't know what that soundtrack is like, you better go listen to it now because Into the Thick of It is one of the best songs ever put into an RPG ever, period. Man, oh, this so this good. game is, it's almost like, it's like if you combined Chrono Trigger with Mario and Luigi's yeah. combat. Yep. It's got some of the most beautiful pixel art. It's got some of the most wonderful music, and the game launches in August. Oh, it looks so good. It looks so wait. good. Uh, sea of Stars, folks. There is a Switch demo available now, and... Uh, go play it. Go play the dang thing. Go play the dang thing. Next up, we've got a, a nifty little free-to-play game coming out on the Switch. Uh, it comes out it's like in air April. hockey or something. It was like it, it felt like soccer hockey. Omega Strikers, which yeah, literally just looks like uh, air hockey. It looks like a Mario Party mini game, but it's free. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was like a MOBA at first, because I'm like, oh, cool, just a bunch of random top-down avatars going to battle. But it's actually that, but soccer. <laughs> And that's Omega Strikers. It's like a 3v3 table pong air hockey simulator. Yep, that's the best way I could describe it. You win this round. Next up, we've got a, a little game. A little three-pack of games, actually. And it is called the Etrian Odyssey Origins Collection. Etrian Odyssey is a dungeon crawler rpg type situation based on the trailer that i'm looking at yeah that sounds about right there's um, um there's an select group of people that saw this and got really excited and then there's a lot of us that watched it and went i don't know what this is really but i'm happy for the people that are happy right right it it looks fine it looks it it's looks made by like atlas and atlas is awesome yeah so i mean it's it's a it's another little RPG game. Looks like it's got some pretty cool artwork. I would argue it's a little bit archaic in the controls, but it's a remake of games that used that control scheme anyway. Games have been around for like 20 years. If you if you like Etrian Odyssey, you're already going to get this. And next up, we've got a... Something a, we knew existed, but has not been talked about in a while, really, because it was about to come out and then didn't. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. All that really needs to be said about this one is everyone knows exactly what they're getting into if you get this. We knew it was coming, and then it got delayed because of the war in Ukraine. And then it got, you know, benched for a bit. And we're really excited because it looks really cool. I mean, it is a remake of the first two Advance Wars games. And I don't know why I'm excited for this, but I can't like Fire Emblem. You know what I'm saying? Makes no sense, but here we are. I actually loved Advance Wars growing up, but I uh, I played a lot of like custom battles. Yeah, don't play online. The DS era was the worst thing to play online ever. Oh. I never did play online. I, I, You're better I, off. You're better off. I got yelled at by like an 11 year old. He told me I was bad, and then I like was like murking the kid. <laughs> And I was like, what is going on right now? Why does the DS have this functionality? The microphone was awful. <laughs> and then suddenly, out of nowhere, in the background, he dropped a bunch of stuff in my base. Because I had never, like, I never played online before, so I didn't know what the meta was. Right. And I, like, destroyed most of his stuff. And then he just dropped a thing into my base. Yeah. And started destroying my stuff. And I built a couple things. And then he disconnected. And I was like... This was the worst experience I've ever had playing a game online. Well, I got folks, ju I got jubated and then DC'd. Honestly, that's that's like peak 2010 online interaction. I'm not going to lie. Yep. Game's going to be awesome. It's yeah. exactly what you expect. On to the next one. April 21st, baby. Next up, we've got another remake. Big on big on the remakes this uh this year. 
this year here. Yeah, we got Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe uh, with a demo out now. Coming out on February 24th, it is a remake of the Wii title uh, with a handful of of new copy abilities. And it looks like there's a little epilogue they added where you get to play as one of the characters, not the titular pink puffball, but nope. a little magic boy named Magalore. Excited to see what his backstory is because it seems like the whole point is it's like explaining that. I couldn't right. tell if it was like a post or pre thing. I think they called it an epilogue. Yeah. Epilogue would make sense because he like loses his powers, so he has to already have them. Right. Um, so it's interesting. Actually, a Thrill House and I are going to be over on his Twitch channel on the 26th, and we're going to be playing this uh, in co-op together. Nice. So it should be a little blasty ball. Uh, I'm excited to play it, though. It looks really good. Yeah. No, it's – I mean, it's a – classic 2d side scrolling kirby game with tight controls fun level design matt and i played the original one back in the day and it was fun yeah game's good now for one of the biggest surprises of the direct something that a lot of people have kind of been pining for for a while and expecting but waiting and waiting and waiting and it was finally announced. <sighs> and I, this is where I popped off the hardest. So they opened. I don't know if it's this or the next piece of news, but it's one of the two. Oh, no. For me, it's this for sure. So they announced two new consoles coming to the Nintendo Switch Online uh, where you could play games. The first of which is the Nintendo Game Boy, the classic handheld game. With uh, a handful of of launch titles, including Tetris, Mario Land 2, uh, Mario Link's Land. Awakening, and uh, Gargoyle's Quest. Is Wario Land an advanced game, or is that a Game Boy Color game? That's Game Boy Color. There's okay. WarioWare. WarioWare is on Game Boy Advance. Ooh, I, I was playing that. And yes, they did announce Game Boy Advance for Switch Online as well, which uh, has... Mario Kart Super Circuit, Minish Cap, uh, WarioWare, a couple of other games. And most importantly... Yes, most importantly, Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga, which is available. And they also teased future titles. And one of the titles they teased was Golden Sun, one one of the JRPGs of the world. And one of my favorite of all time. I just hope that if, you know, part one's coming, then part two is going to be down the pipeline as well. That would be nice. Oh, I mm, I cannot wait. Uh, have you played any of the uh, the Game Boy or Game Boy Advance games yet? Um, I've been playing Wario Land 3, mm-hmm. and I've probably gotten through like four or five levels. It's really fun. It's cool seeing where Wario's moves come from, and it makes me wonder why they decided to keep the bike from wario where and not do the i now know where like the project m wario side b where he lowers his shoulder and just rams through stuff came from yeah um i like that way better did you not play any of the wario where games grown or uh wario land games growing up no we never had them we never had any of them we didn't have a lot of we didn't have a whole lot of money growing up to buy lots of different games so we would get a couple of games here and there like on our birthday we would usually get like a game so that's how we built the collection that just wasn't a game because we all wanted Pokemon and that's fair. stuff. So, you know, that's what we ended up getting. But yeah, it's really fun. I am most excited for Pokemon trading card game for the Game Boy. I I saw that on the list and jumped out of my chair. Matt, Pokemon trading card game with online. Oh. <laughs> like we can we can deck build and battle each other. And I can play it on the go. I can play Oh my god. It's going to be so good. Pokemon trading card game. Are you kidding me? Plus, the game is just so dang fun. Soundtrack's amazing. Soundtrack is S tier, baby. Plus, the return of Imakuni? Are you kidding me? The homie. The absolute king. All right. I've I've got one. Like, there are three remaining pieces of, I I would say, big news. 
There, then there are other pieces of news that exist but are not on the same scale, I would do argue. You, do you want to just, um, like, run through the ones that we are not as yeah. give a give a hoot about and then we can jump back in? Yeah, for the, for the sake of time. Um, gotcha. There was Master Detector Archives Rain Code, which looks interesting but not like a game that I would play. And I could have swore this was basically Yokai Watch, but then I saw it was Spike Chunsoft, and I knew that name from something, but I, I couldn't think of like what I knew it from. And it's the the is it the Danganropa people? I'm pretty sure. I, that's what I thought it was. I'm just double checking to make sure I w- I'm not wrong here. They make a, I know they make a lot of like anime esque games. I'm trying right. to remember what their uh, library is. Let's see. Yep, Danganronpa. Uh, there was the Batenkaidos or Batenkaidos. Uh, Batenkaidos uh, 1 and 2 remaster. Yep. Another one of those things that for the people that are excited, they're probably really excited, and then a lot of people probably just don't know what it is because it's a less popular title even though it has a very dedicated audience behind it. Yeah, it just looks um, like... A- uh, a traditional-ish JRPG with some fantastical situations and characters. Speaking of fantastical situations and characters, we got Fantasy Life, The Girl Who Steals Time, which looks like a uh, Dragon Quest X Animal Crossing village builder, house simulator, yep. dragon attacker type situation with little That's- chibi characters everything everything you just said is what you saw on the trailer and that's uh, i'm sorry it's called fantasy life i uh as in i don't want to play it next <laughs> yes agreed next we've got the uh a new professor layton game dropping which is professor layton in the new world of steam just kind of a a little They're bit of showing a, that it exists teaser yeah it'll be professor layton's first uh go on the switch very stylized puzzle game uh historically so we'll see what this is and also from level five so they're they're pretty busy right now yeah there's a lot going on there all right and then i'm gonna jump into this one because this one's also gonna be pretty quick and this is a big one for you especially so mario kart 8 deluxe is in the middle of their booster course pass we had wave three drop around christmas time they did a tease for wave four which we don't have a date on yet my guess is going to be april sometime yeah they said spring they introduced one of the new tracks and it is a track that they are making uh brand new for this booster pass it is yoshi's island and it looks like it's based off of yoshi's island for the super nes and the theme for it is Yoshi's athletic theme. Item boxes are the little question mark clouds. And we get a new character. Yeah, Birdo's back. Not only is Birdo back, but Birdo has, like, different colors now. Which is, I think, a first for Birdo in, yep. in the Mario universe. So, this level should be a lot of fun. It looks kind of wild. Exciting. Coming to the uh, Wave 4 of the Booster Course Pass for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Alrighty, we've got two games left to talk about. Yes, I'll, I'll take this one because this yeah, is the one that all, I cared about. All you, all you. So I never finished the original game because my brother, sister, and I shared all of our games. And this is one that my brother had kept with him. I didn't have it for a really long time. Then I ended up being the one that had it but couldn't play it for reasons, including console working reasons. And then... I played it on my computer, and the emulator was like, nope, 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 crash. So I just kind of gave up and was like, all right, eventually eventually Metroid Prime is going to come to the Switch. It has to, right? And everyone's right. been saying that for, like, four years A lot now. of people have been speculating that, like, the trilogy right. remake so, would just come to the Switch. I think this is better than doing that, though, because instead of it just being like, hey, we're porting it, they remastered it. But they added the new functionality from, like, the better controls, and Metroid Prime Remastered is amazing. I've already been playing it, and it is smooth. It looks beautiful. The The graphics, I don't understand how you can get graphics like that and then Pokemon struggles the way it does. I mean, I just don't understand. But anyways, 
It looks absolutely amazing. And it plays phenomenally. It's so smooth. Like, I was jumping around and doing everything, and I remember how the controls felt on the GameCube, and I was like, this just feels so much better than it did then. Um, the game is the same game, but it was $40. It was not the full 60 which is important. That was important because um, they don't do that very often, and I would imagine if they did it for this, that means they'll probably do it for the other ones. If I had to wager a guess, they're probably going to do the same thing with Prime 2 and Prime 3. And I think that that would mean that that's like their warm-up to Prime 4, which Mm -hmm. is exciting because I still, in the back of my mind, have this fear that Prime 4 will never come out. But, um, yeah, I I was so excited. This was the other pop-off moment for me. I mean, I had like three or four, honestly. This is a good direct. But it's great. I love it. I'm having fun with it. I'm going to play through it. Uh, yeah, this one, I, I may end up getting this down the line, but, you know, I, after playing my very first Metroid game in Metroid Dread two years ago... I think this is better than Dread. Dread was very good. I liked Dread a lot. Completely different games. Uh, Metroid Prime is a first-person shooter, whereas Metroid Dread is a 2D platformer. Would you Would you say it's a Metroidvania? Hey yo, let's not get uh, let's not get crazy with these labels here. All right, last last big news piece is all you. All right, last big news piece. We've got uh, another big big trailer for Legends of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom coming out on the twelfth of May. Doesn't look like we're getting any uh, delays or anything like that. The game, a sequel to the Breath of the Wild. You play as Link. The world is very dark and scary. There's a lot of big castle in the sky. Big angry angry red sun goblins going around. Link doing some riding on what looks like Epona. Yeah. Uh, um, which Epona, I'm pretty sure, was not in the Breath of the Wild. You could get a horse that looked like Epona, but it wasn't Epona. Right. So sure. I, I wonder if you just get a singular dedicated horse in this game. Uh, it looks, I, you know, it's supposed to take place in the same world as Breath of the Wild, but I wonder if it's going to be, like, so different that it's practically unrecognizable. It A lot of it looked kind of similar. Like, I was noticing landmarks that... Right, like those, like, weird trees that have, like, the flat tops. Right, like, there were, there were landmarks that were there, but it almost felt like Skyward Sword met Breath of the Wild... Yeah, there's a lot of, like, interesting... Like, I'm wondering if timelines... Like, I'm wondering if Tears of the Kingdom... Because the Tears were also a thing in, um... The Tears were not Twilight Prince. No, were they Twilight Princess? Because I know you had to collect things in Skyward Sword, but I forget if they were the Tears. I think, actually, no, I think it was Skyward Sword. Right? You have those little missions where you have to, like, dunk a Yeah, they they are Tears, I think. Yeah, so I think that there's definitely a strong connection between those two games if that's the case because they showed you like sky world stuff so it looks like the sky world there are things that like drop from the sky and i'm wondering if those are quote-unquote the tears of the kingdom and they're things that we're gonna have to search out in this world because there there are two main areas in the game there's just the the ground level of hyrule but then there's also a ton of uh, just places to to check out in the sky. So flying is going to be a thing in this game. So you're basically yep. covering almost double the ground between the the upper and lower areas of the game. You know, sort th- of this like is, a light world, dark world. I think it's all dark world. Kind like it looks like Tears of the Kingdom is taking place in the Dark World version of Hyrule from Breath of the Wild. I I think that's kind of the vibe they're gonna go with. Like I don't know if like the landmarks are all gonna be the same, villages, towns, etc. But there's still a lot we don't know about this game. Man, it, it's it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. This might be another one where I decide this game is just for me, not for stream. 
Yeah, I could see that being the case. It's like I'll get lost in this game because I'm I'm such a the way I play I, I play so, you know I, I I flip every rock, and I I feel like I can't do that on stream, just like slowly just creep around and just oop all right oop all right. So I you think can't, you can't AI memes and dreams and play that that way at the I, same no, time. No, absolutely cannot. Absolutely cannot. But man, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom looking fantastic matt any other thoughts on the game the only weird thing was the voice of ganon but i don't know yeah i don't really know if it's like ganon yeah we don't know that that's for sure ganon by the way yeah like i'm wondering if it's like because ganon is like the entity but i'm wondering if like this is about the source of the thing that makes ganon ganon i like because you had calamity ganon but what was the source of the calamity in ganon and I, I wonder maybe if that's what this is. It almost resembled, um, you know, in the the shrines. Yeah. The, the I'm blanking on the sh- the name for the shikas that give you the the orbs. I think they're just shika. Yeah, I think they're just yeah. But um, it looked like the Ganon equivalent of that. So I'm wondering if it was like the ancient Yiga or something, like maybe what like the Yiga clan like spawns from possibly but the voice is uh by matt mercer who is like a godlike voice actor but that voice did not sound like ganon right right i i I guess we'll have to to wait and find out yeah because you know we still have what three months until this game drops so uh, the game looks beautiful sounds beautiful go figure it's again like zelda breath of the wild did the same thing where like the game ran pretty smoothly on the switch i mean this uh, switch games as of late have caught a lot of heat for not maximizing performance and visuals simultaneously zelda looks like it's looking great and performing great so yep it'll be interesting to see if that comes to fruition. One thing to note that's relevant. Yeah. yeah. This is the largest file size game on the Switch. That is relevant. They and someone I, I forget if it was like a I don't know how the person found out, but allegedly allegedly this is like a ten gig game. Which by normal video game standards today is not that big, but by Nintendo Switch standards is freaking gigantic. Oh, it's massive. Um, and that's just the game. That's not like DLC and other stuff. I'm not saying like with save files. I'm saying like the the file that is the game itself, the base game. It's the biggest game, and I'm super excited to, to see more of it. And, man, we got a lot of games to play bef- between now and then. It's a good time to be a Nintendo fan. I, I, yeah. For years, it was we were down bad, and now it's just like the, ever since the Switch, it's just been different. Yeah, the the switch really has been has been just just fantastic. Honestly, nothing to complain about here. Tip of the hat, Nintendo. Yeah, tip of, tip of the hat, Metroid Prime for existing again. Oh, so good. Yeah, just so so good. And that is everything that was covered in uh, this week's Nintendo Direct. We'll probably get another one at the beginning of summer. Uh, Nintendo's been kind of on like a three-year pace, like a like a February, June, September kind of situation. Yeah, this one kind of just took me by surprise, though, because they were like, surprise, it's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird because out of the blue, people were like, man, I hope a Nintendo Direct drops soon. Yeah, in our last episode, we were talking about, I was listening to it today, actually, just to, to see like what we had thought because I remembered we were talking about there possibly being a direct in the near future, and we, uh, like, nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And th- there it is. There it is. So Matt just mentioned how, uh, quick little note, Zelda's $70 as opposed to the normal $60. It's $10 more. It, I, I don't know. It. I'm going to pay it. I'm going to pay it. They said that it would... It would uh only be on select games and Which is, i feel like if there is a select game period it's this so right i mean breath of the wild still to this day is widely considered 
the best game for the Nintendo Switch. And it's not generally close. And that was a release title. And that's a six-year-old game. You know, in six years, Nintendo hasn't dropped a game that is better than that. Until potentially, you know, this, this May. Right, it's sequel. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't think this is necessarily, like, bad precedent. And I don't think this is necessarily even Nintendo setting a precedent. Because, I mean, other game consoles already have $70 titles for their yeah, AAA true. games. So, I don't know. I I don't think I'm losing that much sleep over it. You know, it thinking back, like, Super Nintendo games in 1992 were $60. Yeah, yeah, Earthbound. I remember we couldn't buy Earthbound because it was too expensive. I, and $60 25 years ago and $65 now. Very different. Very different. Yeah. So, if anything, the games are getting cheaper in a sense. If you, you know, Based on inflation. inflation thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's but, all I've got. Yeah, it's, I think. That's everything. I think we're going to call it an episode here. This was kind of an emergency pod situation. Literally, I texted Matt the day it was announced and was like emergency pod question mark question mark question mark yeah we we found a way to make it work which i'm very happy about but thank you all so so much for listening we had an absolute blast talking about nintendo games for an hour and a half i mean how could we not how could we not matt i want to thank you so so much for being here if y'all want to follow matt please go check him out at battle on over on youtube and twitter you can follow me, myself, uh, Bill the Fajita, at Bill the Fajita as well. And if you want to follow the show and interact with the show, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter at Games of Our Pod and Games of Our Lives on YouTube as well. Thank you all so, so much for listening. Matt, take it away. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>